Welcome to another episode of Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, and here with co-host, Passion to Reach Ministries president and founder, Fanu Ipe. Hi, Pastor Fanu. Hey, Emily. I'm excited. We're at another Mission Connect podcast. And we've got a guest this time. Yes, we're going to be bringing her in shortly. But this is just a reminder to all our listeners that the purpose of this podcast is to connect you with the mission of God for your life and equip you to connect others to, to their mission with God. So, Pastor Fanu, this this word missional and being missional, let's uh, talk to our, our listeners about what that is and what that means. Well, you know, missional really comes from the idea of the mission of God. The idea that God has a mission and God is on a mission. If you look at the Bible, one of the greatest scriptures in the Bible really uh, that I'm always amazed at is when the Bible says, and the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. So the idea that Jesus actually um, was sacrificed uh, in God's heart and mind way before Calvary actually happened. So before the creation happened, God already knew the path of salvation that he had and that Christ was already prepared to give up his life, to sacrifice his life for the salvation of the world. So this idea that God has always been on mission, you know, I always think about when um, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, when they sinned and the Bible says God comes down to speak with them as he used to. And this idea that God is on a mission to connect with with man and he says to Adam he says where are you you know and so God is in this in this pursuit if you will this chase and to, to find and and restore his relationship with mankind and so the Bible talks about this and we talk about it pretty much every podcast now John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son so the idea that God is on mission mm-hmm. sending Christ to restore the world into relationship with himself and so a missional person is really one who understands and lives out a life where he or she believes that their life is really a gift from God to the world and that there is a purpose for their life. So, you know, I always talk about this when you when I give a gift to someone, Emily, mm-hmm. if I was giving a gift to you, the gift that I'm giving doesn't really have the authority to choose where it's going to go. Uh, it's really the giver of the gift that decides the purpose of that gift. And in the same way, I, as a person that's created by God in God's image and is born again and brought into a relationship with God, I don't have the choice of deciding how I want to live my life. My life is a gift from God to the world. So he determines the purpose of my life and how I can live out God's expression through my life, so others will know the love of Jesus. That's excellent. And you know, today's guest, she has done that in her professional life, her personal life. And I'm so excited to bring her on because she is someone that truly lives out uh, the, the her purpose and mission in Christ. You know, one of the things I love about our guest today is that she's not just in the ministry arena. You know, sometimes we have people that focus on one area or the other, but it's incredible to find and talk to people that are operating at multiple levels. Mm-hmm. So they're in ministry, and you know, I guess today she's a pastor, but she also is a mom and a daughter and she is a nurse and she's got all these different elements. And it's so interesting to talk about how she lives missionally in all those different contexts. Right. So let's bring her in today. We'd like to introduce you to Pastor Marcel James. Marcel, thank you for being on our podcast today. Welcome, You're Marcel. Welcome. Thanks. Glad to be here. We're so excited to have you on and, and really get into a, a conversation about 
connecting with God's mission. And I know, you know, you've got so much experience over so many years doing so much uh, for the Lord in the kingdom, through your family, through your life, through the gifts and talents God's given you. But we usually like to start the podcast off talking about the context of your life. How did you come into a place of connecting with God's mission for your life? Where did that start for you? What was the what was the story, if you will, behind the person we see today? My story started in Antigua, small wow. island in the Caribbean. Beautiful Caribbean mm-hmm. island. I've been there, actually. Uh, yeah. yeah, the water was unbelievable. I was at the resort. <laughs> I still remember the water was like crystal blue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, so I grew up right on the ocean. My wow. backyard was on the sea. And I grew up with my grandparents, actually, my, my father's um, parents. And so I was kind of like a... A young person with an old heart because I grew up on the lap of my grandfather. I was quite literate at a very young age and loved to read. Connected very much with a big old Bible, family Bible. I don't think they have them much anymore because now we've got everything on our iPhones, right? (laughs) I grew up with a big old family Bible with all the pictures. And I remember just connecting with God. In, in through that and also going to church from various faiths and I was one time Methodist one time a Anglican another time a seventh day but then I anchored myself in the Methodist church maybe around 11 or 12 and I really felt a sense of call on my life during those years and I remember that first communion I was probably the youngest person at the altar but I was just broken and tearful. And my Irish pastor recognized something in me and he pulled me aside after the first communion service. I was dressed in satin and lace and all that, but that didn't mean anything. There was something really deeper occurring on the inside. Mm -hmm. And he said, you're probably the youngest person here, but I think you're the only one that got it. Why you're here today a deep sense of being called, not just to the church, but to God, to Christ, to be part of his work in the church. So I think my, my first beginnings occurred there at about age 11. And then fast forward, I became a member of the Church of God, Anderson, Indiana, when I was about 17 or 18 met another great pastor, and these were people who mentored you. And so my my second great pastor recognized something in me that others wouldn't have seen, Mm -hmm. because when I walked into a very conservative evangelical church, I had bronze-tinted hair (laughs) and all the look of the world Uh and, you know, the red pants and all of that, and most of the people would frown at that. But he saw something in me that he thought was extra special. And within a short time, I was preaching in the Church of God. Wow. Um, And great speaker. But on the secular level as well, in high school, I did a lot of speaking um, competitions and represented my schools. So there is that gifting for um, speaking and English and language, which I got from a very agnostic grandfather. Wow, so. that's, that's incredible. And I think that's a great, um, 
you know, perspective to have and, and to really look at because we talk about connecting with God's mission for our lives. And sometimes, unfortunately, we look at that as a as only a personal journey, although it is a personal journey of self-discovery as well, of go- what God has placed inside of us and how God might use us in the future, but also to understand that there, God does use people. God does bring people around mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. to actually help us connect with His mission because, you know, it's it's incredible. As human beings, we are social animals, if you will. We're created for... for uh, relationship we're created to to uh, operate in the context of relationships we're not created to to live alone and operate alone and discover ourselves alone so mm-hmm. part of our discovery and, and really pastor marcel in your um context and your background it seems like your grandparents had a huge influence over your life and then these significant people and i think emily this is a great reminder to everyone that's listening to our podcast yeah. that you know god will use people uh, mm-hmm. to speak to you god will use people People to connect you with, um, you know, his mission for your life, and it's it's incredible actually. I'm, I'm just thinking right now uh, how I got into speaking. You know, now over the last 10, 12 years, I've spoken in all these different countries, tens and tens and tens and thousands of people. And but I, when I was growing up, I did not want to speak. I did not think that that was for me. I didn't like the idea of it. And it was my mom who actually signed me up for a speech competition at church and got, and I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to write. I said, I can't write a sermon. I don't know how to do it. I'm not going to do it. And she got my uncle, her brother, to write the sermon for me. And I still remember it like yesterday, him calling me on the phone. He had printed it out, brought it to church, called me a couple of days later, asked me, did you read through it? I said, yeah, I did. You know, I wasn't excited about it. And he coached me through how to present it, you know? And what happened was I did it and I came in second place, I think, the first time. And I I actually loved it. I actually enjoyed doing it. I mm-hmm. couldn't believe I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And then every year after, I always came first place. I always did it. And it was, I remember at one point in my Sunday school class, everyone, people were like, well, why bother, you know? <laughs> Finu's doing it anyways. He's going to get first place. It's just not gonna... and, and so that was my beginnings. And it was because of my mother's influence. She saw something in me mm-hmm. that she felt I was called to that or I could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, this is an area in my life that recently has been a big passion of mine, this area of mentorship and really mentoring people. Because part of, like you said, our mission is to also be able to draw that out of people. When we're connected to God and His mission... It, we can actually help draw that out of other people. So, Mar- so why don't you tell us a bit about how that uh, how that happened for you? How being mentored by these individuals actually began to um, get you connected to God's mission for your life. You see, at the time when this was happening, I wouldn't have said I'm being mentored. It was such a natural thing, you know, mm. and and I think uh, that's something that we need to get back to as mm. as as a society, yes. uh, mentoring the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in older traditions that was sort of a natural uh, phenomena. You know, uh, I don't think these people were thinking they were mentoring me. Right. And I didn't feel pushed mm-hmm. to do anything. It was just a natural course. And I think if there is a way that we can participate to shape uh, people into their calling mm. without it being forced mm-hmm. and it just being a natural relational element of just being these people who can look at the next generation, look at the young people, look at your children. 
Look at the kids that are in your sphere of influence and, and, and begin to pick up on their giftings. For me, it may have been speaking, but it could be art. It could be various ways that we could, we could see things coming out of people. One of the things I do a lot with a lot of the young people at my church, I would say to them, so what are you thinking of, of becoming? And if they say, well, uh, you know, a lawyer or teacher or doctor or whatever, I say, you know, I see that in you, you know, and, you know, you mm-hmm. just encourage them. And then you say a few weeks later, so how are you doing? How's the grades? You know, uh, these are the ways in which we sort of, I guess, naturally mentor mm-hmm. people. And, yeah. you know, one of the angles also I want to I want to explore is, yes, we have to mentor people. We have to do it, you know, in an organic relational way. But what about what are what were the things that made you a person that was available to be mentored? Because I'm sure there were other young people that didn't respond to these individuals the same way you did. There must have been something about you in a way, the way you responded to them that made them feel like, yes, I do want to invest this time. Because, you know, that's the other reality. There are mm-hmm. sometimes opportunities for people, um, younger people, to be mentored because there are adults who take interest in them, but they don't respond the way they should respond. So what were some of the things that when you look back, you say, wow, that was a good thing I did. Maybe it was respect. Maybe it's the way I talked to them. Maybe it's the way I followed their instruction. But what are some of the things you say you would say you did that made life easier for them to mentor you? I think it's a combination of things. You know, sometimes they say we serve because we have a need to serve. Uh, I think for me as a child growing up, say at that age, I needed something. There were certain vacuums that needed to be filled. Uh, there were certain desires. So I think the church came in to sort of fill those vacuum, those need in my, in my life. So I guess in a sense, I sort of just plunged in. I was the kid that was being raised by grandparents, but had a deep longing to be reunited with my natural parents. My dad was here in university. My mom was living in Jamaica. So I was far from my parents and I all, you know, I had that, that need. And I guess God, that was a God need too. And so I guess it depends on where you are in your life journey. Um, you know, I've discovered, you know, I am a nurse and I discovered in, in people who are in compassionate com- professions and caregiving professions are typically people who sometimes have a need of their own. So I think our life story is intertwined with that. I don't know that I was just some diligent kid who wanted to be mentored. I think there were people placed in my life at the right time and for the right reasons. And, you know, looking back, I thank God for them. I mean, even my agnostic grandfather served a purpose even though maybe he didn't know it. Because when he would say to me, oh, you know, this Virgin Mary thing is just a myth. You know, you can't buy into all the stuff. The Bible is a good book, but it's not meant, it's just a good story book. But I think that challenged me as well. So I, I think one of the great points that you're bringing out here is that, and I want to just share this with everyone that's listening, that all of your story 
is part of God's story for your life. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes mm-hmm. we look at some parts of our story and say, well, I'm sure that wasn't God. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure God didn't want my mom to be away and my dad to be away or to, for my grandfather to be agnostic or, or any of these things. And yet it's incredible how all of the experiences of your life, you know, she I, you when are, I was yeah. growing up, when I was in my teenage years, I went through a lot of trauma in my life when I was younger as far as mm-hmm. sickness and illness and different things in my family. I lost my brother to cancer when he was 12 years old. So I went through a lot. We went through a lot as a family. And I used to tell my mom, you know, I said, Mom, I wish, you know, these parts of my life didn't happen. I wish, you know, these things did not happen to me. And then she would always say to me, but Finu, you wouldn't be who you are today mm-hmm. if those mm-hmm. elements were not part of your life. And it took me a long time to really accept that and understand, mm-hmm. embrace that. Mm-hmm. So maybe some of you are listening and saying, you know, I can't really connect to God's mission or I would have been able to connect better if certain parts of my story could be edited out mm-hmm. of the story. And yet what you're saying, Marcel, is all of it, the good and the bad and mm-hmm. the, you know, all the experiences sort of contribute mm-hmm. uh, uh, towards us connecting with God's mm-hmm. mission. Mm-hmm. And pursuing that. Most definitely, yeah. yeah. Actually, you have a testimony in that sense as well. You know, you grew up, or you had a son who grew up with an illness too. Mm-hmm. And even in that, and dealing with that, um, you use that as your testimony and as your story. Can you give us a bit of background on that? Yeah, so, you know, I got married many years later from where we left off. <laughs> yeah. And I, my first son, Joel, he was um, diagnosed with sickle cell anemia. And I, you know, I had nursing background then, you know, and um, when he was first diagnosed, I couldn't accept that. I was like, no, you made a mistake. You know, um, I'm, I'm a carrier, but my husband is negative. There's no way he could have had a disease. It was quite shocking. And it turned out, yeah, that we both were carriers. So we had a, a son with full-blown sickle cell anemia. And he had the worst kind of sickle cell anemia because he was sick like 75% of his life was spent in the hospital. And going through that journey, you know, it's like surreal because, you know, um, this was like 29 years of living, uh, walking a journey that was, I would describe, horrible for the most part. And, I mean, he's miraculously alive still because of a bone marrow transplant. But during our journey with that, it was the church. And you see, this is where the church becomes missional mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Because had it not been for the church, had it not been for the, the love, the care, the community, mm-hmm. the place that you can go to and find respite for your soul, I don't think I would have survived that journey mm-hmm. intact. You know, um, I know of many families that fell apart who had the same scenario as we did. I know of many um, parents, especially moms, who journeyed with their children through these kinds of scenarios who passed away in the process because of the stress that it, 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 it you know brings on you. So even in that, too, I see God just work in amazing ways to keep us. So that becomes another part of my journey where I understand that that same compassion mm-hmm. that God had for us that I can I can truly say to others who are going through pain and suffering that the rainbow in the rain is true mm-hmm. and that God does bring you through Amen. you know and so I think all of life it's ups it's downs it's trials are all missional that's awesome you know one of the things we like to talk about on the podcast is how has your life, your story, 
everything you've been sharing, especially now that you're sharing about what you went through your son, how does that help you? Uh, maybe you can share from the perspective of a pastor. How does it help you connect uh, people to their mission, to God's mission for their life? How do you encourage them? How mm -hmm. do you challenge them? How do you motivate them to figure that out uh, in their lives? Well, I guess first it, 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 it starts with understanding God's miss you die. Mm -hmm. That's right. Understanding that it is God's mission, not mine. Correct. Mm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And when I get an opportunity to partner with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the great I am, in helping him being a part of his army, his force, his kingdom, that to me supersede any experience that I could share or anything else that I could do. You know, I think it has to start with that. You have to have a desire to mm -hmm. partner with God mm -hmm. in his Missio Day. Say, you know, I mean, the, I think I use that terminology because I think the Latin describes it best, yes. that it's God's mission, mm -hmm. not our mission. And when we grasp that, I think we would we'd have the passion that it takes to share that individually. Mm -hmm. And then we can communicate that. We can communicate that first by living it out ourselves. And then we can preach it. Mm -hmm. And we can teach it. So now as a pastor, that has been my prime directive. And I think it should be every pastor's prime directive. Because we are the priests. We are the people that uh, God has set apart so that he can reconcile the world unto himself, right? right? Through Christ and through us, through the church. And so for me, that is fundamental. Mm. And in, in my teaching it, in my living it, in my participating in it. You know, I have great stories that I can share with my congregation when I'm, when, when I'm in the pulpit because I'm not just, you know, pastor behind a desk every week. I actually live in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and in my job, it's very challenging. And I meet people who are hardcore and people who are um, amazing. I have opportunities to share with families, with patients, with suffering, you know. So I've been out there, you know. I've worked with the AIDS community downtown in Toronto during that whole HIV AIDS epidemic among the gay community. I have worked with prostitutes and people who live in halfway houses, you know, like I've been out there. And so I have stories, but I have life experience. And I also have the word of God because I think it's crucial that when we when we when we think of our life story, we blend it in with the word of God mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. see how that fits. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it is about him. It's all about him. And we're just given a great opportunity to partner with Christ to bring about the Missio Day. What are some of the challenges you see in people's life that sort of slows them down or hinders them from connecting to that Missio Day that God has for them and in that mission that God wants them to partner with them? And if I can ask that another way, what, what stops people from partnering with God's mission for their life? I think it's it's good that you say what, because I think it's a what. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think of Moses and the children of Israel, as they were journeying through, God said to them, you are a holy people unto me, and I'm setting you apart, because the whole world is mine. Mm -hmm. But you, 
are my royal people. You're, you know, my chosen one. And I think when the, when the church gets that, when people who are called of God mm-hmm. gets that and understand that, mm-hmm. and I think there has to be a transformation. Mm-hmm. In order to get that, you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, like Paul says. And when you get that up here, you will understand that we too, like the children of Israel, are a holy people, a royal priesthood, a people that are called out of darkness into God's marvelous light. Not for ourselves, but to be part of God's mission. And I believe that the, the barrier and the passion is lacking for, for ministry and for kingdom work if we don't understand who we are. And that transformative uh, power hasn't really been operating in our lives. I think when we get that we're part of God's mission, then I don't think anything will stop anyone. Mm. And I think it has to be something that we communicate to the church. You know, Pastor Marcel, we have to wrap up the podcast today. We could just keep talking about this. This is so good. But I want you to take a minute right now and just speak directly to that person that is saved, that knows God. I mean, has a relationship with Christ, you know, is Mm -hmm. understands eternity, wants to, you know, loves the Lord, you know, is living for for the Lord um, in some in a context in the in the personal context of, you know, I, I I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but they're not really thinking of the context of God's mission and how I can be involved and how I can, like you said, nothing can stop me from being and doing all that God wants me to do in this life because it is not my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would you, how would you inspire that person? And if you could take 60 seconds, and I know that's not enough time. And I'm sure when we preach as pastors, you know, we, we, we get a half hour or 45 minutes to do this, but in a minute, if you can just say a few words to inspire that person to say, listen, there's more for you mm-hmm. than just being a quote-unquote Christian mm-hmm. by name and by title, but God actually has a specific plan and a mission that you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. I would say you are called. You're called by God to partner with God, the Almighty God, who has a deep longing and a desire to reconcile all of his lost children back to him. And God has, in Christ, been reconciling the world. And when Christ left, he has given you a mission to continue the work that he has started, kingdom work. And he has entrusted you, you are saved, Mm. to be on mission for God and mission with Christ, reconciling a lost world back to God. I can't think of a greater a more noble, a more important role that you as a believer can have than to spread the kingdom message to all the world. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Not the pastors, you. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You know, I think that's so inspirational, so motivational. And I hope all of our listeners, um, I hope you're impacted by that as you listen to those words uh, from Pastor Marcel. So, Pastor Marcel, I want to thank you yes, so thank much you so much for being on the program with us. And I, I believe your story, your passion, your context, and even the things you've been through and what you've been able to accomplish for the Lord through that process uh, is incredible. And we are so thankful uh, for your input. 
oh, uh, into our lives. Me. Thank, yeah. you. thank you. Thank uh, you. Emily, I thought that was a great uh, mm-hmm. podcast today talking about even that whole aspect of people being able to influence us mm-hmm. as we come into the mission of God for our life, understanding that. Yeah, and you know, we've been seeing it in in other stories as well, the impact that we can have on other people as we are missional in our lives. And again, it's understanding that, you know, what Pastor Marcel said, that it's not my mission, it's God's mission. And when we can understand that, we can begin to, we see people in a different light. We see people through the love of Christ and we can impact them to a place where we can actually pull out their giftings and their talents. You know, in Ephesians 4, it talks about he's giving out gifts so that we can actually empower and equip others. that we can be united in Christ together. And, you know, that's what mentorship and discipling people is really about. You know, I'm thinking about a book that I read when I was in high school, actually. It's called Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. And one of the points that he makes there is, you know, find out what God is doing in your community, you know, around you and join God Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. his mission that he's accomplishing. Because that's really the way to succeed. If you join on God's mission and become a part of what God is already doing. And so, you know, and part of God's mission and always, I guess God's mission involves people. So it's almost saying, open your eyes and look at the people around you and find out what God is doing in their life and how you can join God in um, in contextualizing what he wants to say to them and what he wants to do for them. Yeah, you know, I, I've been noticing this, this commonality of uh, three major points of going, you know, everybody has had this transfer transformation in their life this moment where god captivated their hearts there was a transformation in their life then they began to understand their identity and call that they had a purpose that you know that it wasn't just for the pastors and but it was for each one of them and then from there they impacted and started transforming the lives of other people and and so you know that that's what it's about well listen if you're if you're listening to this podcast we pray and hope and expect that you will impact the world for god and you will join on god's mission and be about god's mission and that's really the reason uh we are hosting this podcast called mission connect so thank you for joining our podcast uh this week we're so excited uh that you are a part of this journey with us remember you you can connect with us online at www.passiontoreach.com or email us at info at passiontoreach.com. So thank you for joining in today. And remember, we'll be back next week with another great podcast. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.